Welcome to the Empower Moments podcast. This is a podcast curated by women for women. We want you to know that you are not alone in any battle or struggle that you are facing. We have been there. We have cried. We have struggled. We have prayed. But we have also overcome. Now we want to empower you to do the same. So grab your book, Empower Moments for the Everyday Woman, and come along for the ride. Today's host is Latasha McCrary. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Latasha McCrary, and I am bringing to you chapter 30 of um, the devotional Empower Moments for the Everyday Woman. The title of the chapter is Don't Stop. But before we get into the actual devotional itself, uh, let me just tell you how I became a part of the project um, for the actual journal itself. So I actually met uh, Kristen Harris um, some years ago, um, actually when she was starting the Empower Moments blog. Uh, we have a mutual friend who introduced us um, at the time, Kristen was um, looking for writers who would be part of her project, and I'm thankful that we were able to meet with one another and also uh, for her selecting me to be a title for the first uh, couple of years of that project. Um, and so after that project, uh, we remained friends on Facebook, and uh, once this project came along, Kristen reached out to me and I'm so blessed uh, and, and humbled to actually um, have encountered her. She's such an amazing person um, and to be a part of this project, uh, which is it's just a wonderful project. And I'm hoping that all of you are enjoying the podcast thus far. So it has been several years since the book was released. Uh, of course, there have been changes in my life. Um, I have been very blessed. Um, I, the primary change has been just the change in my location of where I live at. At the time uh, that this book was released, I was actually living in Montgomery, Alabama, working there um, on a job that I absolutely love. But in 2016, I had my son and my family was really struggling with living between two cities, half of my family living in Huntsville, Alabama, and myself and my son were living in Montgomery and so we were praying for over two years for God to open some doors um, so that we can all be together once again and in 2018 God did just that um, I found the amazing job here in Huntsville something um, that I love equally um, as I did the work that I was working in Montgomery and so uh, I now live in Huntsville, Alabama, which is where I was born and raised um, and where the, uh, the majority of my family is at. And so uh, that has been the big change for me. Uh, I'm loving what I'm doing. I am um, happy, um, mother of two kids, raising my kids and, and just, um, just living in the abundance and blessings of God. And so... Let's get into our devotional for today. Um, again, the title of the devotional is Don't Stop. And I think this is just a very timely topic because we are living in such perilous times. We are living in times where people are really wondering and 
and seeking God for answers on what tomorrow will hold. We have people who are struggling with um, who are struggling with vast unemployment, people who are struggling with changes um, in their environment. We're struggling with dealing with restrictions such as quarantines, people who are suffering from the loss of loved ones, whether it be to COVID-19 or whether it be to some other illness or, or some other cause. But the reality is that 2020 has brought us a lot of devastation in the midst of good things that have been happening. We have also seen as a country in this United States, a lot of devastation and a lot of sorrow and a lot of uh, wondering and uh, questioning of God. Um, why is this happening? Um, and it's amazing to me um, because many of us started this year believing that this was the year of clarity. This was the year where we were going to, um, you know, see the hand of God working. Uh, 2020 vision, many of us posted that as hashtags at the beginning of the year or the end of 2019. Um, and what we have seen in 2020 um, has not been all of what we imagined that it would be. Um, that doesn't mean that it's not what God intended it to be because we know that God uh, knew what would um, unfold in 2020 before 2020 even arrived. However, it's not, uh, it's not the poster, it's not the picture, it's not what we um, envision that this year will look like. And I think that ties very much into our topic because um, in this chapter, what we talk about is how to keep moving forward when everything doesn't look like what you wanted it to look like or when things don't happen the way that you planned or imagined that they would happen. Uh, so the question is, when things aren't going your way or when things don't unfold the way that you believe that they should or the way that you uh, believe that God told you they would, um, in that timing, then what do you do? Do you quit? And if you don't quit, how do you keep moving? And so I want to start um, with a quote that um, is used in the chapter itself. And it comes from a book that was written by um, Michael Jordan, the basketball um, star that we all know. Um, and it's in his book, I Can't Accept Not Trying. And I talk about in the chapter how this is one of the books that um, I would read as a young person because I love Michael Jordan so much. But this was a quote that really stood out to me. And I think it's going to help us as we talk about um, the lesson and, and chapter here today. The quote reads, I realized that I was not going to achieve anything in life. I'm sorry, I realized that if I was going to achieve anything in life, I had to be aggressive. I had to get out there and go for it. I don't believe you can achieve anything by being passive. That's not to say there aren't, there aren't obstacles or distractions. If you're trying to achieve, there will be roadblocks. But roadblocks don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it, go through it, or work around it. And I think that's a great segue into what we're going to talk about. And I want to start with talking about roadblocks. Uh, because whether it was this year or whether it was at some other time, all of us have encountered 
roadblocks. And roadblocks are the things that pop up in life, sometimes expectantly, but most of the time those are things that come up when we don't expect them. Um, and those roadblocks, when they come up, they're roadblocks because they prevent us from continuing the course or path um, in the timing that we want to do it. And ultimately what a roadblock does is a roadblock is something that slows you down. Um, and so uh, it's something that's standing in your way, something that is preventing you from doing what uh, you believe that you should be doing. And we have all encountered that, whether it has been um, a loss or a change in employment, whether it has been a loss of a relationship or a marriage, a loss of a loved one, uh, whether it has been an illness that we have um, experienced, uh, whether it has been a, just a change in our finances um, so that something that we plan to do, we no longer can do or something came up uh, to affect our finances. So maybe we planned it out, but then some other emergency happened. And so now we're dealing with trying to figure out how to manage all of the things that we still have on our plate. But whatever whatever your circumstance might have been, I, I believe that we have all encountered roadblocks in our lives. And I just think back, um, I think back on my own life and I think, what would life have been like if I had let certain roadblocks stop me? Um, and particularly, I think back to around the year of 20, it was 2013, 2014 time period. And I remember that um, I graduated from law school um, in 2008 and Everything wasn't the way that I wanted it to be, but ultimately within some years, God began to really kind of unfold where I was going in my career. And so I started my own practice. Um, I had been practicing solo. Um, I was continuing to be um, invited to scholarship programs to support and promote my business. Um, I was being selected for a lot of accolades and rewards. And so on the outside, everything looked like it was doing well. Um, and it was for, for a, a great period of time. But then I got to this point where things started to slow up um, business wise. And so the business was not bringing in the type of income uh, that I wanted it to bring in, but also not enough income for me to sustain the type of um, lifestyle that I needed for me and my daughter at the time. Um, and so it was it was really disheartening. It was devastating at points because I had done everything that I thought uh, I needed to do in order to be in the position that I wanted to be in. So um, I had been diligent and studious and I had went to school and I had had high grades and I had um, taken the internships and I had made the sacrifices and um, I had gotten the degrees. And here I was after doing all of that um, finding myself in a place where I felt like I was in a real bad slump. Um, and so for me, I was like, I, this, this just can't be the life of abundance that God promised me, you know, God, you know, promised me greatness, you know, um, God promised me rewards, you know, God, um, promised me so many things that I felt like I wasn't experiencing at that moment. And I remember I had gotten selected for a leadership conference 
um, being one of the future young lawyers in the state of Alabama. And so I'd accepted it. But what it meant was that I also had to uh, uh, attend these courses once a month for about six months. And they were, we had to travel to do that. And so I remember going my first day to the program. Um, and I remember, you know, being with all of these other young lawyers who were all equally and or even more successful than than I than I was. And I remember sitting there and I and and I was just taking so much in and it really just um, brought me to a very emotional place. I went back to my hotel room that night and I remember just shedding, just crying. And I, and I was just praying and talking to God. And I was just telling him how I felt. I was so thankful for the program because it was giving me nuggets that I needed. But I also was in a place where I was like, Lord, I really need some direction on what the next step of this journey is going to be. Because um, I was, I, I was in a very hurtful and uncertain place. Um, and I just knew that this was just not the life of abundance that I believe that our God could give me. Um, and so I, I cried that night, but I was like, I'm going back tomorrow. I'm going to just take in everything I can. I'm going to try to implement some of these tips that I was given on how to, you know, improve my practice and expand my practice. And so I started writing down notes and highlighting things from um, the information they gave us. And I remember that what became life-changing was something that was so subtle, but it's just so God. Um, and I remember as I went down to the hotel lobby for breakfast that morning, it was very crowded. And so I'm get, grabbing some coffee. I made myself a waffle. And, and I sit down at like a two-seated table. And there was, so there was, I was sitting down and then there was an empty seat across from me. And there was an older man who actually um, ended up coming up to me uh, because he couldn't find a place to seat, uh, to be seated. And so he asked me if I would mind if he sat with me. And so I said, of course not. Um, so he sits down and we start having this conversation. Um, and he's just asking me about myself and I'm talking to him. Um, he asked me about the book that I was that I had in front of me that I had been reading. And so as we're talking, he starts to tell me, you know, how, you know, he's impressed and, you know, uh, with, you know, just our conversation. But not only that, with uh, when I told him about, you know, what I do for a living and, you know, what my dreams were. And in that 10 minute conversation, um, at the end of it, he said, you know, I'm actually here writing a book about um, a lawyer here in town. Um, and he said, and, and it's a civil rights organization, which was, that's all I wanted to do grow, uh, as a lawyer is to practice civil rights law. Um, and he said, I think you would be a, a perfect fit for them. And he, um, and he said, if you want, you know, I will recommend you to this person um, if you're interested. And so I was like, you know, of course. And so we exchanged information. And so, of course, I looked them up afterwards and it turns out. Um, his name actually is Lawrence Lamer. He's actually wrote, written a lot of books, um, a lot of books that have been on New York Times bestsellers list. He wrote about the Kennedys and um, wrote about a number of other people. And so uh, in those 10 minutes, I met this man and it just was like, you know, 
I didn't really think that much about it afterwards. But then uh, a couple, within a couple of days, I just sent him an email that said, you know, thank you. It was so, so nice to meet you. And he followed up with, you know, like, are you going to try to apply for a job at this organization? Like, I, I really want to recommend you. And so that, uh, and so I was like, okay, you know, let me just do it. And, you know, just fast forwarding. So that was in early um, 20, that was the end of 2013. And so in early 2014, January, about a month later, I actually applied for this position. And within five months, I actually was offered the job and moved to Montgomery for this job that was just amazing. Um, and, and from there, you know, my life actually, um, in terms of my career, it just catapulted. I mean, it just completely changed. Uh, but I use that as an example because I think, what if I had just stopped and said, you know what, things aren't working? Because I had contemplated whether I should go back to school. I had contemplated whether I should choose a different career path because law wasn't taking me um, where I wanted it to, even though it was what I love. Uh, but I had just contemplating, played it over the months before that, doing so many other things because I just didn't feel like something was working out. And, and it was my, it was a roadblock. Um, and through that experience, what I learned is you can't stop trying and you can't stop asking. The God that we serve is such an amazing God. God does not always give us things in our timing or or when we want um, them to be. And God doesn't always give us the things that we ask. But what God does desire of us is that we keep asking, that we're fervent in our prayers, um, that we're faithful in our prayers, and that we're diligent and persistent in our prayers. You know, I think about the scriptures that God gives us to assure us that he is a faithful God. Um, that if we continue to ask, if we don't stop, if we're faithful, we shall see the fruit um, and the blessings of his hand. First of all, the scripture tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. And that can be a very difficult thing to do, ladies. I, am, I, I know if you're anything like me, I like to see it. I like to feel it. I like to have some evidence that things are going to um, be be a particular way. I'm so much of a planner. Like I, I want to know what's going to happen on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I want to know that the week before. Um, and so I'm not that I can't be spontaneous, but I like to have some level of order in my life. So the whole idea of not walking by faith and not by sight is just like bananas to me, you know, um, but it is, it is, it is God, right? God is telling us, why do you need to see, um, when you trust me, if you trust me, know that you serve a God who can see so much further, um, and is so much wiser than you are. And so if we put our trust in God, not that God does not, of course, God reveals things to us, but we don't need to see everything. God is saying, just put your faith in me, put your trust in me, put your hope in me, and I will show you that I can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask, think, or even imagine. So just think about that for a moment. God has said to us, I can give you more than 
more than what you ask, more than what you think, more than what you imagine in your wildest dreams. God is saying that, you know, trust me, trust that my word is true. Trust that my word does not fail. Um, our scripture tells us that not uh, a jot or a tittle shall pass away without, without being fulfilled. So God is a promise keeper. And if he has given you a promise, regardless of the roadblocks that you're experiencing, regardless of your present suffering, um, you know, trouble does not last always. And I know that it sounds cliche, but it is so true. Um, the scripture tells us that we know that all things, not some things, but all things, whether it be good or whether it be bad, in our eyes, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. The scripture tells us that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. And so sometimes those roadblocks look like those, those are things that hurt us and hurt us deeply. Uh, that sometimes they, they leave wounds on us, but we serve a God that says, even when you are wounded, I want to know, I want you to know that the weapons that have been used against you shall not prosper. He's saying that they, they will not prevent you. They will not keep you from the blessings and from the promises that I have made to you. Um, his word tells us that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And so again, again, we find in scripture that God is telling us that despite what our present circumstances may look like, that there is victory in the future for us. And I don't say, I don't want to just say in the end because it's not just an end game, but God has victories planned for us throughout our journey. And it doesn't mean that we have a journey that is free from suffering. We can all attest to the fact that we have suffered things, but God is telling us that keep, keep pressing through, keep pressing through those things. Don't stop. Don't be a quitter. Uh, God is saying, keep going. If you keep going, if you keep moving, then what you're, what is ahead of you is far greater than what's behind you. And I'm just reminded in this moment of um, something that we many of us can probably relate to if you've ever taken a road trip during the middle of a storm. You might have gotten to a point where it is pouring down raining and, and all of your inclinations is saying, if I just stop and just let the storm pass, pull up under an overpass or something, I'll be able to see, I'll just wait it out. Or you pass people that have pulled over and they're just trying to wait it out. And you just keep driving. And five minutes later, you've come to nothing but pure sunshine. Everything is, you know, you have your, your beautiful clouds now, sunshine, no rain. That's what this journey is like. If you stop in the middle of the storm, guess what? You're going to continue to be in the middle of that storm where you've stopped at. But if you keep pressing forward then ultimately you're going to get to a place that is going to be free of those, of those things that, um, of that storm that you've experienced if you just had stopped and quit. And that's all God is telling us to so just keep moving, keep moving, move forward. Um, and I use in the chapter, I talk about two parables that Jesus gives us. 
One, he gives us a parable of a friend who goes to an individual who goes to their friend's house at midnight. So first of all, if you're anything like me, it's like, why are you coming to my house at midnight? But if I have a friend who's knocking on the door at midnight and this person is truly my friend, at some point I'm going to get up and answer because I'm like, you know what? If they're, if they're beating on my door at midnight, something must really be going on. Like they must really, really need something. Um, and that, and that was what that parable was about. And the parable says that if you keep knocking long enough, your friend is going to get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so in that parable, what Jesus is teaching us is that if a person is your friend, um, and you're in need, they may not respond to you at first, but if you keep on knocking, if you keep on seeking, if you keep being persistent, then ultimately that friend is going to respond to you. And he gives us a second parable, which is similar. And it's a parable of an unjust judge. And so the, the comparison here is that one person is your friend. And so we would expect that our friend is going to do what we're asking if we keep being persistent about it. But what he's showing us in the second parable is that there is an unjust judge. So this is someone who's not a friend. This is someone who's not even just. Um, and what and what Jesus teaches us through this parable is that if you what he says is if you keep on asking, you will receive what you ask for. If you keep on seeking, you will find it. If you keep on knocking, the door will be open to you. Um, and what he says about the about the judge is um, because the judge actually gives this person uh, what they're asking for, even though he's unjust. And what Jesus says is that um, will will not God bring justice for his chosen chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting you off? I tell you, he will see that you get justice and justice quickly. Um, and what he said and what what the parable reveals to us is that why should we expect more from an unjust person than we should expect from a just God? Um, that we should not expect that the world is going to be better to us than the God that we serve. And ladies, I just want to encourage you to know that we serve an amazing God. And I just gave you one example of something in my career, but I could go to many things, many roadblocks that I have encountered and to now be sitting on the other side of that. Oh, it just feels so good. It's, it's, it's just amazing. And that doesn't mean that that more trouble might not come. But what I have now in my backpack is testimony that the God that I serve is able um, to do again exceedingly and abundantly more than I ask or imagine. So now the next time that I encounter something, guess what? I have to pull that out of my backpack and I have to say, you know what? When I went through that in 2014 and 2016 and 2018 and 2010 and 2000, um, and God brought me through that same God is able to bring me through now, but we have to do our part and our part is to not quit. Our part is to keep going. So whatever 2020 has brought you, keep going. Don't stop. Don't quit. 
Know that we have a God who is listening, a God who sees all, who knows all, a God who responds, a God who has said to us that he will give us the desires of our heart, a God who has promised us. Um, he said that he came to give us life um, and life more abundantly. And so we have to just continue to trust in him when we're praying. Um, don't be a, don't be ashamed and afraid or scared to remind God of the promises that he's made. Uh, it's not that God doesn't know it, but it is a way of us also reminding ourselves that we can trust in the faithfulness of our king. And so I want to end with the empower message. And it says, ladies, I empower you to stay on course. Don't give up. When you feel like throwing in the towel, continue to pray, knowing that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I want to just end this just with a very short prayer. Dear God, we thank you. We thank you for being the amazing, wonderful God that you are. God, we have come to places in our life where we have questioned what the next part of our journey will be like. We have questioned and asked why our present circumstances are the way that they are. God, there have been times when we have wanted to quit and to stop asking because we felt like you weren't responding. And sometimes we have interpreted your lack of a response as a no response. But God, today we come to you just asking you to Revive us, God, to remind us, Father God, Lord, that you are a faithful God, that you are a God who keeps your promises, uh, that you are a God who is faithful and just and one who we can trust in and have assurance in if we continue to walk in faith. God, we pray that you would strengthen our faith. Help us in those moments where we feel like giving up to not give up, God. Give us a second or extra boost of energy just to keep going, God, to keep pressing, to keep knowing that, God, you will give us the very desires of our heart. If we continue to seek you, to trust in you, God, there are rewards on the other side of all of what we are going through. God, we just thank you for these ladies this day. We pray that you would continue to empower us to do your will and to walk in your way. Again, God, we say thank you, we praise you, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Ladies, again, don't quit. Thank you for tuning in to the Empower Moments podcast. We pray that this episode has been a blessing to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. Visit EmpowerMoments.org to learn more about our mission and to purchase your book. We'll see you next week.